poker's legendary champions, next generation stars, and tireless ambassadors of the game, sharing their wisdom and guiding your journey to high achievement on the green felt. This is Chasing Poker Greatness with your host, Brad Wilson. Well, hello there, my friend. Welcome to another episode of the Chasing Poker Greatness podcast. As always, this is your host, the founder of ChasingPokerGreatness.com, Coach Brad Wilson. And today's guest on CPG is a prominent YouTuber, Twitch streamer, poker player, thinker, and dreamer, Pamela Pamsey Balzano. Pamela's path to CPG comes by way of referral from Brazilian poker superstar Felipe Mojave Ramos, and I gotta say, the man's suggestion was on point. Pamela may not currently be on your radar, and that's because the bulk of her content creation and poker journey is primarily for a Spanish-speaking audience. An audience that, I might add, is quite large. On YouTube, Instagram, and Twitch, she has around 35k followers combined, and that is a number that is growing by the minute. As you are about to learn, she has earned her rabid following by crafting engaging, narrative-driven pieces of content that simply resonates with her fellow human beings. So in today's episode with Pamela Balzano, you're going to learn Pamela's awesome content creation process, her origin story into the world of poker, why this card game is so meaningful to her, and what her future plans hold, and much, much more. Now, without any further ado, I bring to you world-class content creator, Twitch streamer, an amazing, amazing human being, Pamela Balzano. Good morning, Pamela. How are you doing? Hey, I'm very, very good. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. It's my pleasure. And like we, you know, like I mentioned during the pre-conversation, big thanks to Felipe Mojave Ramos for putting this together. He's, he's just a pretty good guy. I guess that's yes. like, he, he's just a good person. Yeah, for sure. He has a very good heart and he uh, finished second last week in a WSOP tournament. It was amazing. Uh, he was on the stream. So I'm very, very happy for him. That's good to hear. Always yeah. good to hear the good guys um, making noise in the poker, poker world. Yes. Uh, for he deserves it. <laughs> he does. He he does. He really does. Um, so for yours and I conversation, I yeah. typically start out by asking about your journey. What led you to poker? And I, after asking asking this question, you know, ten thousand times so far, I've realized um, I also need your age to set the timeline so that we know like the <laughs> years chronologically how everything went down. Okay, now I am uh, 25 years old and my poker journey starts when I was like 12 years old because my old brother uh, is a poker player, a professional poker player. Uh, he used to play chess. He was very, very good on, on, at his childhood. And then uh, he uh, started to play poker because of the of the money, you know, because in chess it is very, very difficult to maybe uh, do that uh game uh, style of living so he started to play poker and he was uh, very good at the beginning and then he uh, uh, he's still very good <laughs> and uh, 
well then uh, the the my journey was it was funny i think because he uh he used to 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 take me back to take me to to the school you know to to get me to the school and you know to speak english properly you know <laughs> these things are like well and uh <laughs> He was always uh, saying uh, and talking to me about hands of poker, you know, like, okay, today I play a hand with ice <laughs> queen and this happens and the guy see it. And, and it was a, a child, you know, uh, and it was how, how very, old were you two? Uh, 12, 12 years old at that you, time. You were 12. How, how much older is he than you? Uh, seven years old more than okay me. so he's he was 19 you're 12 he's yes. <laughs> telling his 12 yeah. year old sister about his poker hands on the way to school yeah it was amazing so i was always hearing uh his uh, you know his stories about poker and his hands and well at, at that time i uh, started to play poker of course with my friends with him most of uh his friends you know because i was a child so it was a little bit difficult and uh, well, I, I learned the rules and that's it, you know, because I, I was very, very little. And then when I turned uh, 18, well, sorry, when I turned 15, my brother uh, gave me a camera, a, a, a photograph camera, you yeah. know, and uh, because I really like to take pictures. I really like to, to you know, all, all the video settings and audiovisual settings, you know. And uh, he gave that camera to me. And and when I when I turned eighteen, I I had a conversation with him. Like, okay, I really want to do what I like. I like to take pictures, and I also like to travel the world. I really like to 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 do what I my passion you know uh as you because when i when i when i see him he was doing what he likes and uh he he said okay if you like uh, to take pictures you like also poker because i know you like and you like to travel the world you can uh, send a, a curriculum to to a site uh in that time it was código poker like a poker news site <laughs> uh in in latin america and you can start to cover uh, events uh, like a press or like media uh, girl. Did he and, have any any connections to like helping you get started, or is this just like he's like ah yeah just do this you'll be fine? Not really, because my brother was always very very shy, you know. So of course he knows uh, the names of some uh, guys on the uh, on that part of the of the poker world on the media. Uh, uh, part, but uh, that's it. Uh, he, 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 it was very, very funny because he said, "Okay, you can say send that to Gaston. Gaston is the guy who who managed the, this site, and then uh, I don't know. You you can try, but I don't know. He said something like that, and well, I I was uh, very, very strong in that way because I I say, okay, I'm going to do this." And they send the, the the curriculum, and well, they they call me. They say, okay, you can you can try to take pictures, you know, in a tournament in the Casino of Buenos Aires in Argentina. And uh, next week, you can try how it works for you. Okay, and then I went to the casino. I take some pictures, and that's how I started all this amazing thing <laughs> that that I am now because I, I can't believe it. And fr from that 
it's kind of funny, like just a minor suggestion where he has no idea whether it's going to work or not or what's going to happen yeah. <laughs> and everything springs forth from that. Tell me about growing up. Was it in, Why was it so important to you to chase something that had meaning or that you felt was meaningful instead of, you know, a traditional career path? Uh, the, the question is, is why I decided? Sure. Like, That's- did did you ever have any ideas of a traditional career path? What did your parents think? I mean, you know, now they yes. have uh, one child <laughs> who's a professional poker player, then the other is sort of following him into the world of poker. What did they think about it? Well, I think that uh, with the example of my brother, it was very, very easy for me to explain my parents what that I, I want to do a, a different, I want to 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 profession, professionalize in a different thing than a, a, a traditional career, you know, mm-hmm. because uh, the, 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 the hard part was to my, for my brother, you know, because it was very, very hard for my, for my parents to understand about the poker world, because, uh, you know, it is a different world for most of the people. So it is very difficult to explain that it is a, a a career and that you can uh, earn money and you can live uh, as a professional poker player. So at the beginning it was hard for them, but then the, the thing that's, that happens that is that my brother starts to, to earn money very, very young, you know, and he buy his house. So, so my <laughs> parents were okay, let's go do this and no problem. Uh, because he was uh, very, very um, like, um, I, I, I can't find the word, but um, successful. Yes, and also very uh, clear with the, you know with the money. It was a very nice guy. Yeah, with the thing. So they 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 saw that and they say, okay, there is no uh, danger, you know, in in this in this thing. Oh, so there's then, danger. <laughs> yeah, oh, there's, there's danger. danger for, they, they, they just sure. didn't have firsthand experience with the danger. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and uh, well, with my with my story, it was like, uh, hello, Bam. I, I want to do the same thing as my brother, but in a different way because I'm always in the communication uh, part of the poker world. Mm-hmm. So um, she said, okay, let's go, no problem, because your brother did that, so maybe it's okay for you too. When you went to that first tournament series after just like cold emailing Gaston. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what were you thinking or feeling like going into the card room? I mean, were you nervous? Was there anxiety? I, I was very nervous, very, a lot of anxiety and very excited too, you know, because, uh, well, at first I take one photographic course, so <laughs> I didn't know anything <laughs> about taking pictures. I was very very young you know well my my other works in photography were like uh birthdays you know or 15 birthdays and that's it so uh, i was very nervous but well i i really wanted to to follow the same path as my brother i think that that's why uh, it works because i i was very very passionate with the idea of uh follow my dreams of uh travel the world and know different cultures, people. So I, I was very decided when I entered to the, when, to the room, I was okay. Uh, I, I will try to do this 
uh, with my uh, with this passion and I will do this, you know. After the first experience, what were you thinking? Was it like, okay, I, I really no, it was like horrible. Well, oh, it's horrible. I, I'm very no, <laughs> the, the picture, you know, I'm very, I'm very uh, like uh, uh, perfectionist. Perfectionist, I sure. think it is. Yeah. Okay, in English. So uh, my, I, I didn't like my pictures, but the the experience was amazing because you know. Pocket tournament, a lot of people. Uh, it's just very, very funny. The breaks, talking to everyone. So that's the the good part. Uh, well, then my pictures were uh, uh, better, you know. Well, to be fair, like a uh, poker player getting their picture taken. I mean, if it's not like you can see like half their face, they're never smile. Like if they do it on their own, it's just like the worst. So it's, it's very hard to do worse than, yeah. than what we do by yeah. ourselves. Right. Um, and they're always like a freeze. So yeah, it is uh, simple maybe now in a way. <laughs> I, I've had like so many people on the show that have like millions and millions of dollars in winnings and tons of success. And I asked them for like a high res photo of themselves and they're like, Huh? What, what do you, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> let me go yeah. stand outside and have like my girlfriend take a picture of me real fast. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. yeah so may, maybe the pictures were not so good, but you had only taken one course and had zero yeah. experience for this thing or very minimal. Right. Yeah. Um, once you had that experience though, like, I, I guess, tell me the logistical side of this. Cause I don't even know, like, how do you get paid and then like how do you get an assignment like how does this work well uh i started as photographer and uh in the in the in the media team you know mm -hmm. so we cover different uh tournaments in at first in argentina and then i started to travel uh to the latin latin lapt latin american poker tour oh, yeah poker tour yeah <laughs> well, i forgot my uh, of poker poker stars so it was like the the last year of that uh, series, or maybe yeah, two years to the to the end. And uh, well, uh, I started to to work as photographer, and uh, two years later, I start my communication communicator journey because I changed a little bit and uh, a lot. I think uh, my my job in the poker world. Uh, as, 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 I, as I'm saying, I started as photographer and then I created a YouTube channel because uh, the, the main thing was that when I, when I, when I was uh, working on, the, on this site, I was always thinking that uh, the, this, the style of the communication was very, very hard to understand for my parents, for example, because there are always hands and in a technical language and it is very very hard to uh, for people that it's outside the poker world to understand the this language so i my idea was to explain the poker to newbies you know to people that doesn't know anything about the the game and uh, and also to to share that it, the poker world is a fantastic world and, and it is not a dark world you know of course there are parts but as any uh, game or any discipline or anything in the world. So I decided to, to show the poker in a fresh way, in a colorful way, and in a easy way. That's yeah. why I started. It's um, so I uh, 
I like to say I write a daily newsletter, but I really don't because I haven't written one in like a month and a half because like it's a lot of work creating things more so than I think people think. But one thing I learned really early on as it relates to like writing emails to people like in a newsletter format is like you don't want to hard teach people. You don't want to like tell them like go into like granular strategic detail of a hand breakdown because like as fun as it is for like professionals, it is not very fun for people who are not professionals. And it's like very dense and hard to read. So like I realized pretty quickly that like the first goal is to just entertain people and tell good stories about what's going on in the poker world. That's what like grabs people and leave the, you know, the granular details for other people. But I assume, you know, this is part of the strategy of your YouTube channel of like, yeah, let's entertain people. Let's make people laugh. Let's show, you know, kind of like the heart of poker without going deep into like, you know, all the strategic elements of like Pio wants me to check raise here 7% of the time with, you know, it's just like that, that is just hard to keep up with. Um, So what was your plan when you went into the content creation space? Is it related to like, you know, making money, right? Did you still keep your job taking uh, the photographs or did you just like dive full deep into the content creation aspect of it? No, I decided to to quit my, my job and I started with the YouTube channel because I was always very uh, decided when I, when I had an idea, I was always like, okay, this is going to work. I don't know why. Uh, so uh, it works because it was very, very different. My, my, my channel was at that time like... Uh, Why did you think it was going to work? So, because it was different. It was very creative. It was a different way to communicate. And I think that's why it works. Um, maybe, of course, it is important your passion. Because when you're passionate, you're always... Uh, um, showing that in your in your content or in your everything uh, sure. that you're doing. So it was like four or five, I can't remember, like five, I think five years ago ago was the, the, the beginning of my channel. And it was like not the first, but but in, in Spanish it was it was I think it was one of the first or maybe the first in Spanish uh, book, uh YouTube uh, poker channel. Uh, where the videos were like that, you know, like uh, showing in, in a YouTuber way, uh, showing five things that every poker player does on the break. And, you know, these uh, kind of videos and also different blogs because I still travel to different, well, at first, not because I don't ha- I didn't have a sponsor, but then uh, I started to, to work with Edit8 as a host, a Spanish host. In Spanish, host. and uh, well, I I still travel to different tournaments, and I I make I made some uh, blogs, also in this way, you know, showing like the B side of the poker world, not just the, the the poker room. So I think that's why it works because it was very creative and different, and and that's it. <laughs> sure, I mean, the the vloggers have pretty much proven that like lots and lots and lots and lots of people want to see like the atmosphere of a place and the cutscenes and like the energy and all this stuff. And then like, eh, the, the strategy is like almost secondary to all the, the other things and the storytelling aspect. That's what really draws people in. 
Um, so is this what you're still doing today? Have you, have you dived in and, um, played, played a lot of poker in the last like seven years? Well, I, when when I started to to tell my story, it's funny because I change a lot, you know, it's, it just began, it begins with the photograph uh, thing. Then I start with my YouTube channel and then my, my actual thing, uh, I started a Twitch channel because I started my YouTube channel uh, without any idea about strategy in poker. Because of course I I knew the rules, but that's it. Then when I when I had to, to explain something uh, difficult, I message my brother and he uh, explains <laughs> me, and that's it. So okay, I'm going to script, to do the script with that, and uh, then. Of course, I started to to get interest in the in the poker world, like the last poker player. I think it's obvious because a lot of poker, 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 poker. Okay, let's play, you know. And uh, I, I I wanted to to learn more a strategy and to do it uh, like. A, a, I think uh, I I never think in play poker in a professional way. Because I really like to to create content. I really like to do this kind of things, video photographs. So I always knew that I ha- I, I, I would not have the time or, or I don't know, or maybe yes, but I don't want to because I really like the other parts, the part of uh, the content creation. Sure. So that's why I find uh, I found on that, that time uh, teach like uh, three and a half years ago, so it was uh, journey two, uh, when I decided to create my channel because I really wanted to to learn more poker and also create content. So Twitch is great for that because you're playing and creating content at the same time. So, well, I decided to, to start my Twitch channel and uh, to play poker. And well, I'm playing poker now. I'm doing uh, Twitch videos, uh, which is streamings. I uh, leave my YouTube channel because it is a little bit hard to do a lot of things for all the social media, you know, at the same time. And uh, well, now I'm very happy because I'm playing and I'm creating content and well, I'm learning. Also. So, so the YouTube channel is um, inactive at the moment. He, yes, not in, I'm try. I try always to maybe once a month or something like that to upload something because I really love my YouTube channel. It's like, oh my God, it's like very old now. But uh, yes, it's hard. So yeah, it's almost inactive. Yeah. So let's dive into the YouTube channel just for a few moments and then we'll transition to Twitch. Um, yeah. You mentioned writing a script. And uh, I'm sure, first and foremost, I'm sure there's listeners in the audience that have considered starting a YouTube channel or starting a poker vlog or something along those lines. I I think, firstly, I just want to tell those people, like, make sure that you have a passion for it. I think that this is the first ingredient that is necessary and a requirement that you're not doing it just for like monetary gain, because I've just found that like, if that's your sole driver to do something, it's just not enough. Um, you know, like Pamela just said, she knew that it was going to be successful because she was passionate about it. And she wasn't passionate about making money from YouTube. She wasn't passionate about any of the other things that sort of happen as side effects. She was just passionate about 
making good content in a way that resonated with her and she felt or believed it would resonate with other people. So with that out of the way, for somebody that's interested in creating a YouTube channel, like what are the ingredients logistically that go into the production of a video? Well, for me, it was a good idea first, uh, a script because- <laughs> Well, I, how do you find a good idea? That this will be like, I'm sure you have lots of ideas, right? How do you pare them down yeah. and find one to chase after? Oh, it's a very good question and very difficult to answer. And well, for me, it was, uh, I think it was easy because uh, all my my childhood were in a, in a art school. So I was always creating uh, things and I had the, like subjects like creation. So it was uh, very, very easy. But uh, I think a good idea, it is, uh, it comes to you when, uh, when, I think when you when you have some experience in the thing that you're going to to communicate just to explain, um, for example, the experience in tournaments in poker tournaments that the all the the days in a, in a poker tournament covering a, I don't know final table all the things that happens every time like cotidiana. Let me see how to say this in Spanish in English. Uh, yeah like yeah daily life like daily things maybe uh so it is like these daily things in a script and in a funny way and in a different way of communication i I don't know how to explain this but uh in my in my head it is (laughs) it is uh current so uh is it related to possibly your experience and people asking questions or people's yeah, observations like paying paying attention to, to something exactly. um yeah basically you're you're using your your experience as in, like yeah. market research to have in an my idea case, it was my experience with a plus of uh funny ideas you know sure uh, yeah. maybe also it is important to see different uh content for example in youtube the youtuber way to create content you can you can get inspiration of a youtuber of i don't know anything super different about poker but this is uh, very helpful to create the script that they are and to to do the video yeah so we got the idea part <laughs> let's talk about the script yes. how does the script creation work the script creation for me also, it was very, very important that I was on an a, a art school because I had a lot of, um, I, I act in different plays. That's it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's okay. Okay. So <laughs> we, under, we understand acting here in America. <laughs> okay. Perfect. No, sorry. Because I'm always like, uh, this word in English, sorry. Uh, I'm from Argentina, so you know, we don't, speak Spanish. <laughs> don't worry. My, my Portuguese is um, way worse than your English, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so, well, uh, with the script part was, uh, sitting and start to write that's it so i i didn't have like um like a formal way to go to to write uh but yes i was very very um conscious that i had to 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 have like a start 
a, like a conflict and then the end. This part, it is very important for everything you are doing, I think, because it is my way to communicate and that was my way to explain the content, the video in a proper way. Sure. There needs to be conflict and then inner turmoil and resolution. I mean, just like look at the Pixar movie um, journey for each of the characters. I think there, there's yeah. a reason why that formula yeah. exists because it resonates with our human minds. The, the thing is that it, it sounds maybe silly, but it is like that because a lot of uh, content, a lot of videos in the internet, they're, they're very hard to understand because they're not script and it is like people uh, like recording, I don't know, anything, you know? <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> so, they're, they're random thoughts. Then that's that, it. So yeah. In, in my in my uh, in my mind, I think uh, it is better to to have a script like that. For sure. And so, how do you go about editing your script? And then, how do you go about performing? Because I assume that like things that you write don't always go so well in practice, and then you're iterating and changing. Well, the I, I work with an editor, and ah. he was very very good, and uh, also. Uh, Video or the script video editor? editor? Video, yeah, yeah, video editor. So uh, it was super important to to do the, the all the work because it is very very hard to do everything on my own. So I think it's very important to have a video editor. Yeah, and, and a lot of I mean, the, a lot of the content creation process is the editing aspect of putting all the yeah. pieces together in a way that sure. looks professional well, and flows. It makes sense on a script. I was always thinking about the edition part, always because it's as you say, uh, it is very important because it's a it's a part to to to, to explain the story, mm -hmm. very crucial part. So uh, that's a, a lot of uh, that's very important also to on the script to to write on the script, and important for the editor to understand what you want as well. So you have to be on the same page. How did you go about finding an editor for your YouTube videos? No, it was always like, uh, you know, I, I work in a, in a media, I work at, in a media uh, environment. Environment, thank you. So it was easy for me to, to find the persons to, to work together. Luckily, well, because sometimes it's hard. Yeah, for for the listener, do you have any suggestions if they needed to find a decent video editor? What what would they even look for? Uh, sorry. Yeah. If um somebody in the audience wanted to find a decent yeah. video editor okay. and they're not in the communication space, Perfect. um, what would you suggest? Twitter. I think Twitter is great to to find people. For me, it was the proper uh social network to find people to work. So just I tweet. That's the point. Tweet. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at a video editor. That's it. Yeah. And of course there, the, you will uh, receive a lot of uh, uh, people that maybe you don't like, but then you will find <laughs> one, I think. <laughs> and, and if you do tweet about it, feel free to tag me on Twitter and I'll retweet your search for the perfect video editor to, exactly. <laughs> we can, we can amplify it and see that yeah. it gets done. Yeah. Um, cool. So then after the editing process, then it's just uploading it, writing the descriptions, titles, tags, all that, sending it out there. 
What's some, you know, I know that in my own experience, we engage with our audience. We tend to know who our audience is. I, I assume that on Twitch, it's a lot more um, familial than YouTube. Yeah. But For sure, uh, yes. Yeah, tell me about um, audience interaction on YouTube. Is there anything surprising about your YouTube uh, journey? Um, my, 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 my audience was always very kind. I was uh, always very grateful with that because I know that there are a lot of uh, other games on other environments in your world uh, where people is very uh, hard on very, uh, there are a lot of haters and maybe a bad, uh, um, bad energy, you know, but my, my community is great because I don't know why, I, I don't know why exactly, maybe uh, because uh, they, they, of course they really like me and they really like my way to communicate. But also I think, uh, as you said, we are like a family, you know, I have uh, followers from the beginning to until now, and they that they are always uh, following all my content. So incredible. I, I think that's incredible. And uh, I was always uh, very happy with my videos because I had a lot of comments and people super happy about the videos. And so super good. I have I have thoughts on that, by the way, as to like why your audience specifically was supportive for you. And my thoughts are, and I didn't think about this until somebody in my community actually brought it to my attention because like I had said something on the podcast. I can't remember what it was, but I said something. And then after I said it, I was like, Hmm, I wonder if I just like alienated a segment of my audience by saying something. It wasn't even controversial. It was just like a hard opinion. I think probably related to like treating people like shit when you're playing poker against them or something like that. And nah, it wasn't that anyway, it doesn't matter what it was, but basically I brought that up to him and I was like, ah, maybe I'm like alienating myself from a segment of my audience. And he just said like, Brad, your audience, your community, the people that follow you are there because of you. Like they're there because of your beliefs, your values, what you stand for, your energy, all of these things. So like, if you change who you are, you change, like you lower the level of the community, the people that naturally filter in. And, um, you know, there's an expression that like your vibe attracts your tribe. And I genuinely believe that you have a good vibe. You're positive. You have values. You're energetic. Um, you're uplifting. That's typically going to be the type of people that you attract because that's who you are. And the people who are shitty people, probably are repelled by that. So they go You're to right. a different channel, you know? You're right. Yeah. And also it is important to, to say it. Uh, thank you for, for telling me this. Because uh, we, we live in a world where always uh, people and content creators and everyone are trying to do the same, you know? If, it is, if someone do a TikTok challenge, okay, <laughs> a lot of, uh, one million people in a TikTok channel. And I think... It, for for me, this is not the way because, as you said, uh, being as you are, it's okay. So it's important to to keep that in mind, to to keep doing as uh, the things as we, as we are doing. I I a hundred percent agree, and you know, in, in my own experience, like I guess in my poker career, 
the thing that I've always relied on is my ability to trust my intuition and trust myself, even if my intuition sort of takes me out on a limb that other people may not be comfortable on or may not be willing to go on. And as it related to content in the beginning, um, you know, you read a lot, you read a lot of strategic stuff. And then what you find through all your reading is like, just do what other people are doing that's popular and you'll be popular too, right? And as a human, <laughs> this doesn't really resonate with me because like, I don't really just want to do what everybody else is doing because I, I think that like they're doing it well enough already. What, what do I have of value to add? So I think in, in that respect, again, for the listener, if you want to do something that's a little out there, it's a little different, just do it, you know, trust yourself because like, again, that's where passion comes from. And then you're singular. And when you're singular and unique, that draws people in because there's nobody else like you. And really in the content space, that's the secret weapon of everybody is that like you are a unique human being and let your personality out because like that's a, that's something nobody else can really replicate. Exactly. Exactly. I think the same, the same as you. Cool. So glad that we agree. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you survived pre-flop bootcamp. You've shot the fish in a barrel. Now, prepare yourself for the feeding frenzy. A comprehensive strategy for gutting every fish in your player pool. Data-driven hero bluffs. Light call-downs. And perfect value bets. That are maximally designed to hurt some feelings. Feeding frenzy. Available now at chasingpokergreatness.com slash feeding frenzy. So now we'll move to Twitch, right? So this yeah. journey into Twitch that started, you said three years ago? Uh, three and a half. Or maybe, no, three years and some months. And Twitch is a lot different than YouTube mm, for yes. a variety of reasons. Number one, there is no script. No <laughs> um, script at all. And it is... Uh, it is uh, difficult to to work as a streamer as it is difficult to work as YouTuber. Difficult in a way that it is uh, you are always uh, tired because it is hard to have always new ideas, to have always uh, new scripts, you know. And in Twitch, it is the same because uh, I think in a, in a way because you you are always you need to be always uh, doing like. Entertain, entertainment to the audience, you know? Yeah. And it, it's hard because, you know, we are human. So it's hard sometimes because you have to be there like a lot of hours playing poker. And sometimes it's hard because poker, it is, you know what it is. Uh, you got tilt or maybe you don't like how to play, the, how you played that hand. And it is hard because you have a camera in front of you always. And you have to, I'm, I'm as I am. So when I get hungry, angry, so I, I get angry in the camera, no problem. But uh, I know that uh, it is difficult, maybe sometimes to manage. And it, it gets for me uh, time to, to understand that. And I think that I, uh, I'm now I'm super different than uh, when I, when I, when I start my, my Twitch channel. Now I am more like, um, 
relax, you know, I'm more like, okay, this is poker on, okay, no problem. If I'm not always, always speaking on the camera because I'm a human being, so I can't speak like eight hours and playing and sure. doing everything, you know? So um, it was a different journey, but it, it was amazing because I think that we are always learning in life, you know, everything that we are doing. So in this way, I, I learn a lot. Streaming for me, what's interesting about me is like I'm naturally introverted. Um, so I like time by myself. And like when I'm streaming, and like you said, there's this pressure to entertain mm -hmm. while also doing something very intense that takes a lot of cognitive energy, which is play poker um, or play winning poker. I guess you could not spend any energy and just be play losing poker, and that would yeah, be okay. Um, but you're also on a delay which complicates things for me because like, there's no, you know, you say something and then it takes three minutes to go through or four minutes. And then, you know, you, <laughs> what I find is I'll say something and somebody will respond four minutes later. And I can't even remember what I said. <laughs> like, yeah, like, same, <laughs> of course, because in, in the middle you play like five hands and it was like, Oh, I, I can't remember, but yes, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it's hard. I, it's very difficult. So streaming for me, I found is like draining on a level that almost nothing else is where playing high intense, high intensity and interacting and trying to like be engaging or entertaining all at the same time. It's not really for me. <laughs> it just wears me out. Like I'm three hours and I'm like, I need a nap. Yes. Nobody talk to me. Leave everybody, leave me alone. Um, same yeah uh, yes uh, yes i i learned from that from that i think because uh for example it is super important to to twitch to 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 do uh, streamings when you really want to do that because when you're like not in your mood on it's a hard day or something happens you will be there doing a horrible <laughs> work and playing horrible too and uh, it will be uh, also horrible to the to the viewers you know because they're there to see you in a, in a good way or maybe of course you can get angry but um not at the, from, from the beginning like in a, in a bad mood so i think it is very important to do uh streaming when you really want to do and to to be uh issues about yourself about your how you feel how you feel and uh, maybe that's the point and how do you have a process for that like if you're planning on streaming and you wake up like how do you check in with yourself and realize i don't this this is not a thing i should do today because i i feel bad maybe i'm not feeling with good energy i'm like or maybe i'm tired i i didn't sleep well uh, these kind of things, also the, the maybe the food because I didn't take breakfast or I I didn't uh, go to to to, uh, to buy uh, to buy food. So that that kind of things are very important for me. So I'm always trying to to get that uh, okay to to do the uh, a good streaming day. I yeah, you just you need to have everything in line so that yes. you can do a good job. Um, what about what's been surprising? So let's just reflect a little bit on your journey through poker right now. And 
what's been the most surprising thing that's come from your journey in the world of cards thus far? Um, one week ago, well, I don't know why I'm saying this, but it comes to my, to my mind. One week ago, ago uh, Daniel Negreanu uh, raided my channel on Twitch. So it was incredible because it was very important for me that, you know, it is the, the most popular guy in the poker world. And uh, I, I remember in that, in the, in that, uh, moment i remember myself when i was 18 like <laughs> taking a horrible picture and it was like oh my god well and seven years of career uh, get results you know and now i'm representing gg poker i'm doing streaming and then daniel negrano knows who i am and his son's a raid so it was a very very good surprise and uh, I can't believe it yet, I think. And yeah. then another one, uh, when uh, like two years ago, I did a drama live about Doyle Branson. I, I draw his, well, my, my best friend actually, uh, draws his story. I, I did the script and uh, he uh, retweets the tweet. And he also says something like, if I could, uh, if I could, I could, I could, if I could, like uh give i sorry give an oscar to something to some video it will be to your video something like that it was oh my god i can't believe it so uh well that those uh two moments were like super surprising for me i i mean it, it's really awesome to have these sort of points in your career where you can reflect on where you started and how far you've come and where you're at today and then you know the next clear question in this sequence is yeah. what's on the table in the future? You know, do you plan on streaming for a while or do you think there's going to be time for a change? It is, it is funny because I, I, I never, uh, have a, uh, an answer to that question. Never. Like, I, I don't know how to, to, to answer. And, uh, my, my whole career were very, you know, um, different, different moments, different for me, different ideas, uh, different ways to communicate. So well, I think I'm going to, to change something uh, for the future. I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, actually. Let's ask a better question. then. Let's ask a yes. better question and say, what, what have you felt? previously that has led to you changing formats and changing the journey that you're on uh get bored i think say was that when say that again get, and get bored i think ah. because uh yeah i really needed to do different things because i get bored maybe i really like the way i do it but okay that's it i, I need to change that uh i think that, that that's the point for me is it ever are you ever nervous when you get bored and then change to do something that's like, you know, a new frontier where, you know, you didn't know whether streaming was like going to work or not before you tried it, right? Um, yes, of course. I, I'm very anxious in that, in that part of my, of my life, but I think I like that also. That's why I'm always trying to do different things. Same. Yeah. That, that, anxiety is just energy, right? And like, 
when you do something that is boring and doesn't really give you any anxiety or give you that energy, we can become, we can just like get caught up in this malaise where things are just kind of boring and you feel like maybe you're wasting your life, you're wasting your life energy and you need to do something that, you know, excites you, right? Yes. Exciting. Cool. So maybe um, next week, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know, videos about <laughs> cooking, that, you know. <laughs> do you think poker is going to be a part of your professional journey indefinitely? No, I don't think so. Yes, of course, I'm going to to have the poker part in my life always because I really like the game. I really like the environment. I'm always saying that word now. Uh, but <laughs> not not sure because when I was a child, I was always saying my mom, okay, I want to dance. I want to sing. I want to act. I really want, I wanted to do a, different, a lot of different things. And I really like different things. I really like, you know, reader i really like science i really like a lot of things so i'm not sure about that maybe yeah. yes but uh i don't know if uh working in the poker world for i don't know indefinitely yeah i i think this is the my the, the one sadness that i have about life experience is that i don't get to try everything <laughs> like there's just not enough <laughs> there's not enough time to try all the things that i would love to try to do um so we have to be kind of selective and i, I think to your point you know life is too short to yes. to be stagnant and feel unhappy with what you're doing for an extended period of time and you only get so many life experiences and yeah it may be nerve-wracking it may be scary but like you would rather try them out than wonder what could have been had you tried them out and i think that's just a very important part of the human experience and our journeys through you know this plane of existence it was like uh incredible to, to hear you because it, it, i think the same uh, we have a very short life uh, we need to to be selective but also i think my my one of my passions is to is to experience different feelings you know to to get excited to get surprised to to learn a different uh, i don't know to read a book that it is like a haha moment in your mind uh, those kind of things are the important thing in my life. Absolutely. Um, cool. So we, we can transition now to sort of the lightning round aspect of the, of the conversation. Have you had any inner struggles or negative self-talk in your, your poker journey? And if so, how do you deal with those and then recover, get back to baseline? Yes, especially when I play poker, because I am very perfectionist, as you as I said. So it is very difficult to be like that playing poker, because uh, <laughs> poker it is huge. You know, you you have to to learn a lot of things, and it's very difficult to understand sometimes that we are humans, so we are not sober. So uh, poker it is a very um, master in my life because uh i'm always learning from poker you know not also poker from poker sure. uh, so like discipline like be patient like uh you are you are going to make mistakes and that's it and and be friendly with you uh so i think that's the most difficult part to to learn poker yeah it's 
another great life lesson that poker teaches us is that like you can make all the right decisions with all the right information that you have and like it doesn't work out and like you can't like try to go back and reverse engineer with like what you know now it just what happens happens and the only thing we can do moving forward is the best that we can always and in poker like you know a question that people in my community or private coaching students will ask is like was there any way that I could fold here? Which I think is like a very poor question because what they're trying to say is like, how do I avoid the pain of this loss in a, in a situation where they most likely just did the best they could with the information that they had. And, you know, in, in our own lives, this could mean being young, marrying the wrong person and changing your mind and getting divorced. Like as you get older, it could just mean a wide variety of things. And like, don't beat yourself up on doing the best that you can and then learning something new and changing down the road. Because I think that like, this is part of the growth, just the human growth process. Yes. Yes. As a, well, it's great to, to hear the part about folding. It is incredible because poker is like life. Every, every time you play a hand is like your life, you know, and it is amazing the the, the importance we, we all know that it is not a huge importance, but there is variance, like life, you know? Sure. You're yep. always uh, in front of the variance in your life. So poker is, is amazing in, in, that, in that way because it's always teaching you everything. Yeah, it, it's, it also is kind of, it can be a jerk sometimes, but <laughs> that's, a, that's a different story for a different day. Um, <laughs> When you think about joy in your career playing cards, and you may have addressed this with the Negranu and the Doyle situations, um, but when you think of joy, like a joyful memory, what's another memory that comes to your mind? Uh, oh, oh my God, a lot of memories. Uh, that's I think that's why I decided to to keep doing all this uh, poker thing in my life because it is. I have a lot of memories. Most of the memories uh, in trips, in maybe uh, World Series in Vegas, also in Bahamas, in a lot of different countries with different people uh, sharing uh, like a meal, sharing a breakfast, sharing a bad bit, you know. Uh, I, I really like to share. That's why I really like poker also. Because uh, it's great to talk with people, to know different the cultures, to... I don't know, to understand uh, why they are playing like that or why they are saying that, uh, you know? So I, I can't remember like one moment, but uh, yes, <clears throat> I will say different uh, trips with my, with my team and also with different uh, poker players in the field. Yeah, g give it about like four or five hours and one will come to you and you'll be like, ugh. Wow, yes, it's so so obvious. It was like, oh my god, that yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, we didn't talk about your traveling because this was a part, uh, something that was meaningful to you, being able to travel around. One of the draws to entering poker. So, how has your experience been traveling the world to different poker tournaments been? Amazing, incredible. Poker uh, is the is the is the is the reason uh, why I. Uh, I travel the world, so I'm super grateful about that. And uh, I travel a lot in uh, Latin America, 
And then I travel also, well, to the World Series uh, twice and to Europe sometimes, but uh, mostly in, in, in Latin America was uh, most of the, of the tournaments. And uh, I found it, I find it incredible because um, it is always, uh, well, surprise, it's a surprise. You, you, you go uh, to a different uh, city and you don't know what, how it is, uh, just uh, maybe a picture and that's it. And it is always very different about what people say about that place. But well, for in, in my case, I don't know. Uh, it's different to, to live the experience yourself. So uh, that's why I really like travel too. Absolutely. And you just kind of um, <laughs> made me think about something that like doing these podcasts is very similar to that because you don't know people really, you know, people on a superficial level from the outside yeah. looking in. And it's not until you really interact and engage and spend time with them that you're like, you really have that feeling that you know them, you know? And I think that like, that's another part of this podcast that I'm very grateful for because it's like, like you said, you, you're traveling to different locations and like from the outside, you have one feeling. Once you get there, you have another opinion. And like, as it relates to connecting with different human beings, I think that's absolutely the same too. Um, which is one of the, one of the reasons why I love doing this podcast so much is just connecting yes. with awesome people in the poker world. All right. So if you could ma wave a magic wand and change one thing about poker, what would you change? One thing about poker. Uh, this is a question that I'm always doing to different people, but not <laughs> for myself. So now I am on the other side and it's hard. Uh, well, it comes in my mind to maybe I would like poker not to be in the casino. I don't like casinos really. How come? Really much. Uh, sorry. Why not? Because I don't I don't like the the environment. I think it's very different about the, the environment of the poker tournaments. You know, uh, people, it's uh, gambling, and, and and I don't like that part of the of the of the poker world. I would like to to have a World Series in a, I don't know, you know, in a in a beach, or maybe in a different world, for part of the world, not a casino. So, could you expand on why the why you? just don't like the casino environment so much specifically? For example, in Vegas, I don't like that in a lot of casinos, people can smoke uh, inside. I don't like that. I don't like, uh, uh, sometimes it's hard when the alcohol uh, is free. So a lot of people, it's like in a, not in a good mood and the, the energy, I don't like that. I don't like casinos. Yeah, I, it's funny I, because I'm always in a casino, but of course there are different casinos. But if you can, uh, if I can change the thing, it will be that. Yeah, interestingly, I don't, I don't really love casinos either. I love the card rooms. I love the way the card rooms feel, and exactly. it's interesting that like in all these casinos, sort of like in a corner is this mind sport where people are battling against each other thinking at these very high levels and it's just like in the middle of all these carnival games of chance where they're all pretty much like rigged for us to lose um it's just this interesting juxtaposition 
And yeah, I, I wish that card room that I, I wish that poker rooms weren't limited in a lot of places to specifically casinos. And I know some, some places it's getting better and they're not, um, like California is a little bit better. They do have table games, but Texas is a place right now that has only card rooms and no real casinos, which I yeah. think is pretty cool. But I mean, yeah, like why not just have convention centers for giant poker tournaments? I mean, for example, in Brazil, uh, they don't have casinos. So tournaments are in like hotels, like the convention centers of, of hotels. Yeah. So that's why I have that in mind. I, I, I went to that tournament a lot. So that's why I, I think that it's great to, to be there than in a casino. Yeah. Plus, I don't even think casinos really like poker that much. <laughs> like, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Also that. So yeah. why? <laughs> they, they don't even really like their poker rooms. So like, yeah. what, what are we doing? If you could gift all poker players a book to read, what book would you choose and why? Oh my God. I, I don't read, uh, I didn't read a lot of poker books. Doesn't uh, have to be poker. Doesn't have to be poker. Ah, okay. Great. So Perfect. I would say Cosmos of Carl Sagan because I really like the universe and the science and everything, the origins. You said Cosmos? Yes. Cosmos. I haven't haven't read about it. Could you give some context? <laughs> it is a book about the, uh, the Big Bang and the origin of the world of the universe. That, well, not... Okay, the theory, you know, because sure. everything is a theory, uh, but it, it's a scientific theory. And the the way that it is uh, written it is amazing because he was a communicator also. So it is very uh, important to understand these kind of difficult uh, ideas about, for example, theory of the universe written by a guy that he was very passionate and uh, he was a communicator, uh, like a um, scientific communicator. So it is super, super easy to read and super interesting. And it was like, it blow my mind up. So awesome. I really like that one. Yeah, I'm going to buy it on the Kindle when we shut this yes, down. Yes, please. Um, you will love it. Communication, by the way, is is just really important as a content creator, as any sort of person of influence, as a teacher. I think this is one of the major lessons I've learned as a private coach is you have to be able to communicate to the person you're trying to influence else it's worthless, right? You're not uh, giving them any value. And so I think from the student side too, it's just important to think about how you're communicating, how you're asking questions. It's something that like can really just elevate, elevate all the things around you when you eff effectively communicate with other people. Let me say you're you're super good uh, asking questions because <laughs> this podcast is amazing for me. Uh, it's great to hear your questions. You are very good. Thank thank you. I I appreciate it. I yeah, really, <laughs> I, really really thank you very much. Um, really like. Let's see. If you could erect a billboard, every poker player has got to drive past on the way to the card room because in this universe the card room separate from the casino. Um, what does your billboard say? I don't know what is billboard. Oh, billboard. It's you drive down the road and then big sign saying yes. something on the sign. Okay. Like a sign. Yeah. So 
And then I, 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 I don't know how to answer this question. Let me see. Yes. I, uh, I'll show you the. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Yes, I, I know what, what you, what you mean. So the question is, again. You've got one of these signs. What do yes. you? What message do you write on it for the people who are about to go play poker? Great question. Uh, oh my god! It would be something like learn about life, play poker. <laughs> yeah, like poker is a good teacher for life. Something. Yeah, that's that's a good one. I think that's actually unique. I don't think anybody's. Um, Use that billboard up. So there really? you go. Oh my god! <laughs> Great, I'm super happy. Yes, because uh, yeah, it, poker it's like life every time. So absolutely, it would be also very good in marketing. I think because it's like, oh my god, okay, I will try it. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's try this poker thing out. Maybe it'll yeah. help, help me live a better life. Um, what wisdom would you like to share to the listener, the audience who's hell-bent on chasing poker greatness? So hell-bent? Sorry. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm I knew, sorry. I knew, I'm... I knew when I used the word, I was like, ah, she could have used him. Who's determined to chase poker greatness, be the best poker player that they can okay. possibly be. And like, this is an advice for me to to... Be more friendly with yourself because you're going to make a lot of mistakes and that's it. And that's a part of the, of the journey. So don't be super perfectionist as me and uh, let's uh, keep going, you know, keep learning, keep doing, uh, keep watching videos, keep, I don't know, keep talking about hands and that's it. And one day you will uh, understand not everything, but you will start to understand uh, most of the things in a different way because it is very hard. Uh, poker is very hard. You have a lot of uh, scenarios. So one day I think it is like, okay, I understand. And you will start a different part of that journey. And I mean, self-compassion, the way that I frame it for the folks who struggle with self-compassion in my community is that, you know, it, most of them, uh, well, most of them have seen children. They're aware of children in there. <laughs> they, they know okay. that they exist, um, even if they don't have them themselves. But the way that I frame it is that if you had a kid who makes a mistake and is just devastated about this mistake that they've made, right? As we feel when we make a mistake playing poker um, and this kid is just crying and comes up to you and is like, I, did, I didn't do my best. I did a horrible job. They're upset. What would, how would you respond to this child, right? Like, would you say, yeah, you, you suck, kid. You, you did really awful and you, you, should, you should be crying right now. Cry, you <laughs> should cry, cry more. Yeah. Right, right. Like, nobody would respond that way to a kid, right? You would hug them. You would comfort them. You would reassure them. And I find it interesting that when it's ourselves who are the embodiment of this child who's distraught and who is upset that we don't show compassion to ourselves, that we do tell, we say, what are you doing? Why are you so stupid? Why don't you do better? Why are you the worst? Right. And that's just not, 
it's not valuable. It's not something that is going to be a positive for your journey down the road. Um, and, and so like, to me, the only way to perform at a high level on a regular basis is to have self-compassion, forgive yourself and, and just accept that you're flawed and you will make mistakes. And what can I learn from this? How can I do better moving forward? You know, that's how you use these experiences as a teacher and you don't just feel horrible about yourself all the time. Super. That's a good point because I, I, I find myself uh, like super compassion, compassion with, uh, with other people, with sure. any other people, you know, like with my mom, with my brother, with my boyfriend. I don't know. It is like, okay, no problem. Okay, <laughs> let's, let's relax. And with myself, I'm like, I don't know. I, I need to, to cut my, my, my hand when I, when I don't know, I make a mistake holding uh, a hand or something like that. Sure. Yeah, I think it, it's natural. Um, yes. It, it's very natural. Um, what's a project you're working on right now that's near and dear to your heart? Right now, well, I am uh, streaming a lot. I'm streaming in a different way. As I, as I said, I, I think that I learn a lot in, uh, in Twitch and uh, with, in my, with myself, you know. And uh, I'm, I'm also learning to, to be more of auto no, self-compassion. And uh, well, I'm, I'm creative content on Twitch. Uh, I'm going to create uh, different shows on Twitch with different people. So I'm always trying to have guests because I, I really, as you, I really like to share with people <laughs> yeah. and to talk with people and to know people. And uh, then I'm also uh, uh, learning poker. Uh, most that uh, one year ago, I think I'm, I'm most more focused, you know. And uh, I really want to to travel to a to a live uh, live tournament. Uh, probably I'm going to be on the World Series, and I really want to to be on the on the circuits of the series uh, soon. But we all know it is a difficult uh, situation with the pandemic crisis. But uh, for me, I'm super good like this and doing what I'm doing. And uh, hopefully, I will I will be doing this for. I don't know, but more a lot of time and uh, creating new things always because you know I really need to change every every time. It's I very much hope that the pandemic winds down and you get to travel to the WSOP and live poker becomes like a thing again and it's not so uh, divisive and scary and just, you know, all the things. Like I, I really hope that changes and I guess we'll just have to wait and see. And final question for you is if the listener of the Chasing Poker Greatness podcast wants to learn more about you on the World Wide Web, where do they go? Uh, to find me, you can find me everywhere with Pamela uh, Valsano. So it will be twitch.tv Pamela Valsano or instagram.com Pamela Valsano. And uh, I'm always on Instagram and Twitch. Also on Twitter, but uh, mostly on, on Twitch and then on Instagram, uh, you're going to see my, my streamings. And in, on Instagram, I'm always trying to, to share uh, also funny stories, uh, maybe, um, I don't know, uh, different questions to the people. I share the, the answers and, and it is a good way to, to learn about poker and to also know about how the poker world is. So if you want to follow me. 
<laughs> you can do it. And yeah. those links will, will be in the, the show notes of this episode as well, or the show page, I should say. And if, if, you know, the way that you describe your YouTube channel is the same way that you curate your Instagram content, then I'm sure you make for a great follow that is entertaining and uh, creative, right? And if you want to learn some Spanish, maybe. Well, <laughs> in, in, in Twitch, I'm always speaking Spanish, but sometimes it's, if someone is speaking English and trying to, to, of course, speak English a little bit, but yes, mostly on Spanish, in Spanish. Well, thank you very much for your time and your energy. It's been, it's been a pleasure and look forward to having you on sometime down the road, maybe when the pandemic uh, shuts down at some live event, right? We can have like a live Chasing Poker Greatness or something. Please. Thank you. Thank you so much, Brad. Uh, you are very good uh, doing this. And thank you in, in the name of all the community. It's very important for us to have this kind of content. So I'm super, super happy. And thank you so much. And keep going with that. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Chasing Poker Greatness. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Go to ChasingPokerGreatness.com to get the newsletter. Join the Greatness Village community, book a coaching session, or dive into the latest data-driven poker courses. Follow the show on Twitter at CPG Podcast.